You're listening to Go. <laughs> You're the cool slut. <laughs> I'm a cool slut, and this is going all the way with Scott right now. Okay. We can just go with that, I think. <laughs> I think, I think we could just Oh, go. here we go. So, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> this is all going in there. This is all. It's too good. I'm a cool slut, and you're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. episode of going all the way i am your host scott east and i'm joined by my co-host Raina cahill how you doing Raina? i'm doing just fine You're good? scott yeah all right <laughs> you know what I, I said it last podcast i'm gonna say it again we have got to pre-plan this banter before yeah. we, we, we start because we're just like we're like you know what we have a wonderful guest we're gonna talk to them but right now we're just gonna stare at each other awkwardly and say some weird shit because we just we well, i'm gonna lie to you <laughs> scott i'm gonna I'm lie not. to you i'm fine well you know what does anybody, when you say, how are you, if you really stop somebody and you're like, you know what, shitty, does anybody ever want to hear that? Is that? Nobody ever wants to hear that. But no. I also, at the same time, I'm like, should I be honest with them or should I lie? We, well, I mean, this podcast is built on the cornerstone of honesty, Raina. So oh, I, I, do, so I you want me to be want honest? You, I want you to be honest. I was yeah. fired from my job, Scott. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Since I already knew that, it's very hard to be like, oh, no, I'm so surprised by this predicament you're having in your personal life. Jeepers. <laughs> Jeepers. Jeepers, Scott, for crying out loud. You know what? We don't, we don't, okay, we don't have to get into the details, but are you, are you good? Are you, are you all right? I mean, I'm fine. Being in this economy, it really sucks. I've never even left a, an employer on bad terms. I've never left a job without having something lined up, so... To come back from my COVID leave and be told I'm terminated was like mm. devastating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my <laughs> god. So I'm, I'm pretty certain that uh, somewhere along the lines, it's wrongful termination, but mm-hmm. I'm having trouble proving it because we're a right to fire state. So yes, yes, yeah, or been, right to employment or whatever it's called. I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's hard. I've been fired before, and it's like it's never fun. I got fired. Same thing. I came back from vacation. <laughs> Like it was my like, first day back from vacation. Like, yeah, you're fired. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You couldn't have told me before. Would you like, have wanted to know before it, your vacation? Yes. Oh, it was paid a lot of money. Vac- no, but no, not even that. It was paid vacation. Like, you could have just been like, hey, I'm going to let you go, but like, you still get to go on vacation, like, and I'll pay you for this week. It's like, okay. And you could be looking for That would have at least been like, a, hey, well, thank you. Okay. At least I get this one paid week. But coming back is the ultimate slap in the face. Not to mention at the time, too, my brother was my boss, and the owner of the company made my own brother fire me. That's and you know what's fucked up? I was on vacation with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, great day. He's like, fuck, man. <laughs> I've known about this for weeks, but it was terrible. <laughs> but I, I feel your pain. I hope you get back on your feet as soon as possible. And I'm sure all our listeners do as well. Right. Let's 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 go ahead and get into uh, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, so far on our 
previous two episodes, we have had, uh, let's see here, we've had a homeschooled evangelical Christian <laughs> talk about their sexual journey as it relates to religion and their upbringing. Uh, we had a, uh, a comedian that uh, is in a brand new relationship, and we talked about the perils of dating and and yeah, uh, in this day and age. And, the serial uh, monogamy serial versus monogamy, the exactly. single life. Yeah. You know? And now we have uh, our next guest. And uh, I've known uh, this guest for a few years now. We met in New Orleans, Louisiana, at a uh, at a festival. Which, hey, what do you know? This is a sex podcast, and they were sex criminals that ran the <laughs> <laughs> sex criminals that ran the festival. <laughs> we'll get into that another day. Uh, but she is a comedian. She recently relocated from New Orleans into Huntsville, Alabama. We're very happy that she's joining us today. And uh, from our previous discussions off air, it sounds like she has a fairly interesting sexual history. So uh, I'm very excited. To to bring this guest in and hear what she has to say. We are joined by the fabulous Jade Bronte. Please give it up for Jade out there in your yeah. cars or wherever the fuck you are where you listen to this. Uh, how are you doing, Jade? Uh, shitty. <laughs> <laughs> There's that truth we were talking about. There's that absolute truth that we were talking about. I like when I'm when I'm doing shitty and I don't want to say I'm doing shitty, I like to say I'm transitioning. I'm just in a transitional <laughs> period right That's now. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's solid. I like that for interviews. I've yeah. been in a transitional <laughs> period <laughs> for transitional years. Period. I'm in a transitional period. I think a lot of people are going to be like, what did she just say? What? I got you. So well, now she's a protected class, so you exactly, can't. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Right to fire state my ass. I was transitioning the whole time. <laughs> there you go. You're covered. You're covered. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. So you have, uh, you've been in Huntsville since like July? Is that yeah, about right? Yeah, June, early June. Yeah, yeah. So uh, actually before we started the podcast, we were talking about kind of the differences between living in a place like New Orleans and living in Huntsville. And I think we'll kind of talk a little bit about that today. But first, before we get into that, let's talk uh, real quick. Um, when we were discussing you coming on the, the podcast, you uh, kind of um, gave me a rundown of, of, of kind of a little bit about you. And uh, uh, I'm not looking at it right now, but let's just see here. We, we said uh, you're Polly. Polly. You're Polly queer. I'm queer. You're kinky. Definitely. You're sex positive. I try to be. <laughs> right? Okay. Not only do you do stand-up comedy, of course, yeah. but you do burlesque. Yeah. And you've dabbled in some other things as well. So it sounds like you've had a very interesting timeline or, or kind of or, or tried to keep it spicy, I guess. I don't know how else to say. Yeah. No, I think I've always been a pervert and I'm just now getting yeah. comfortable with it. So I have to talk about it all the time. Sure. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Okay. Well, what we've done with our previous guests, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll dive right in with you as well. We're gonna we're gonna start from the beginning. Okay. We're gonna start from the beginning. Let's just go ahead and start with uh, the the classic question: Is uh, how old were you when you lost your virginity? When did your sexual journey begin? Okay. So, if you would have asked me that like a few years ago, I would have started with like P and V, like yeah. penetration. Sure. Sure. But um, now I'm realizing that probably like all the oral sex and fingering in high school mm. did count. Man, we're entering very murky waters because traditionally, I guess, outside of, uh, well, obviously in our, in our three episodes, we have not talked to, um, uh, for lack of a better word, maybe a gold star lesbian or, or right. something of that nature where there hasn't been penetration involved in their first sexual encounter. So there's been a lot of mouth stuff and there's been a lot of others, but let's just say, okay, you're queer now, but maybe when you first started your sexual journey, did you identify as straight? No, I identified as straight. As, you identified yeah, as straight yeah, when you started. Sure. So your first technical, 
P and the V, as you said, penetrative yeah. sex was a man. Yeah, a man was a man. Okay, it was a man. So and let's just let's just. I know there's a lot of, and we'll kind of circle back to that. There's a lot of mouth and finger and stuff like that. But let's just go with the the old Heidi Ho. What was the first? Um. Oh my. How gosh. old were you? I was eighteen. Okay. And I was a freshman. You're the oldest of our guests so far. Really? Yeah. You fucking square. Fucking loser. <laughs> I was a nerd. Oh, well, the first two were 13 and 14. So, I mean, it wasn't so that So maybe difficult. your parents did something right. It wasn't that know. difficult to beat them. So, I mean, the next one, if they're like, it was 10, bro. We're like, okay, podcast is over. <laughs> My parents did something very wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't air this. So, so you're 18. So uh, high school, high school senior? College. College freshman. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So... Let's just let's just start from there. So, why why when you were a college freshman, what what took you? Uh, I don't want to say what took you so long because that's a terrible way to say it. But like, did you wait or was it? I, what was the scenario? It was a little bit of both. I yeah. waited. Um, you know, I would have told you it was because of religious reasons, mm-hmm. but it really was just because I had very very involved parents and i was terrified of them so it was kind of harder to it was harder i didn't have i didn't have a lot of opportunity to and then when the first time that i tried to lose it with a boyfriend that i had like i was i was 14 and he was um 17 like turning 18 and he was like absolutely not absolutely not i'm not gonna sleep with you you're way too young yeah yeah, and so i um just you know waited until i was a little bit older to meet the other wrong person (laughs) (laughs) i got i've i've known several people in the same kind of scenario and it was like they lost their virginity around 18 19 and they were like it wasn't because i didn't want to necessarily before or wasn't that i didn't have the opportunity it was just things just never shook out in the proper way or or whatever so uh, I, I see what you're, I, 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 or like you said that your parents are all over you yeah. or, or you had like, ah, maybe I'll wait. And then at 18 or 19, you're like, that's fucking stupid <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think by the time that I like got out on my own and I like knew how to have, I was like starting to learn how to have my own personality and identity and like just relationship with myself in general. I was just like, I gotta, what I needed to make it not a big deal so that I could experience it and just get it out the way. So you're yeah. trying to like remove the stigma from yeah. it and just yeah. No, uh yeah, I've I've I know what you mean. I've some people are like in our first episode when we talked to Carl, it's like he he said like his bit of wisdom was like you don't have to put so much equity into sex. Like right. it doesn't mean anything. But the thing is when we're younger that statement that you just made is like, I just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. And I I, like my first time, I mean, not to be a downer, but there was like a little bit of coercion in it too. It was like someone that I knew from the like Baptist community because I was very religious. Yeah. And like we were, you know, kind of like doing a lot of the fooling around that I had already done in high school. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, well, you've already You've already started, so you might as well finish. (laughs) Might as well go all the way. And I wasn't like really prepared to like voice against that so i was like okay yeah i guess you just kind of went with the flow i just sort of went with the flow yeah went with the flow yeah yeah yeah. which i honestly think that's very identifiable for a lot of people right it's like sometimes even if you maybe don't think you're ready and the situation presents itself and it's just like that peer pressure element and so many other things you're like well i mean now's i guess as good a time as yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. might as well <laughs> well i mean well, this dude here. said we should so story which we went over <laughs> is if Ray- turkey is involved <laughs> if turkey's involved who's gonna say no we That's gonna get fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> i think honestly for, <laughs> for male and female 
it's at at that age. I mean, of course, there's coercion. Like yeah. you're gonna like. Well, I mean, I think you're always gonna have definitely more the the males co- coercing the female is because so many. I mean, so many things that we don't even have to get into that we all know about just this, the archetypes and like yeah. where we're at, and it's like the double the standard. you know it's it's always. I mean, even in media for a long time, it's always that whole connotation of like women acquiesce to having sex. You right. know what I mean? It's like yeah. the men wear them down or it's, you know what I mean? Or we're just like, come on, come on. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Until you're finally like, fine, sure. whatever. <laughs> Let's just do Why this not? shit. So, yeah. So, so you grew up religious. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. Um, well, so my mom like jumped around a lot and kind of just landed back on Christianity. She sort of yeah. did a 360. And like. My mom was a really, um, she was like an evangelical, like oh, new age Christian. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so my rebellion to that was to be very Baptist uh, and to like uh, join uh, my grandmother's very Baptist church. I'll and like, you. I'll <laughs> show you you're speaking in tongues and all of that. And so like, I kind of like dove into the, the Baptists, like the Baptist collegiate ministry and stuff when I first got, um, into college. And that was so did that religious upbringing and kind of, as you said, did it color your thoughts on sex? Did it, did it kind of, I mean, even, yeah. even if it wasn't the overarching uh, thing, was it, I mean, I guess it was it there, didn't, right? It didn't help the shame. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there was like always a lot of shame around that kind of stuff and it didn't mm-hmm. help it at all for yeah. sure. So let's just say, are you religious now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I, what, what are we going to say? So you're 18. Now, uh, as we said earlier, now you've obviously fooled around before then. Like, yeah. what was your introduction to sex? Like being growing up with a, with a religious family or like you said, even if your mom went through different disciplines, denominations, yeah. things like that. Like, did you get the birds and the bees? Like, did your mom My, sit down with you? Or she like, handed me a book. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was probably from what I can remember, a decent book. Like it had the parts, and they were lined out, and it was just kind of. And the funny thing, the reason I got the book was because I was like, I don't know, going through like I was trying to write um, a very emo depression song, and (laughs) I rhymed snore with whore because I didn't know what whore meant. Oh, my. <laughs> and then I performed the song for my mom. Oh, my God. Were you in Dashboard Confessional? What? <laughs> I don't know what was happening. Oh, wow. There's a lot of journaling yeah. going on. And my mom was like, Those what journals. did you say? And yeah. I was like, whore, you know, like short for horrible. And Oh, oh that's old, actually how, great. Now, I love that abbreviation. Nine. Nine. Nine, okay. maybe that, nine, that, ten. That checks out. That's also the cutest thing I've ever that heard. That's short for horrible. <laughs> uh, that so really I got cute. the book. She yeah, was like, here, cute. take it. I'd also, I mean, I'd been masturbating for years, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, you've been, as, you've been masturbating for years, but you but didn't, I didn't know, know what the word I just knew. was. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that actually checks actually, out. That, well, yeah. That because, checks out. you know, when you're young, you don't really know. What's happening? You're no, just like, yeah, it's no. just you know that you tingles. Well, well <laughs> you have a sleepover. Everybody humps their teddy yeah, bears. And that's all. That's just that. That's literally just touch. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the sensation of like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you don't know what it's called. You don't know the word for it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, that that makes sense. So your mom gave you a book. She gave me a book. You gave you a book. Okay, so let's fast forward. So. When was your first, like we talked about oral, finger, and everything. What was your first, like, what you would consider 
like sexual encounter, sexual experience when it comes to like beyond kissing? Um, you know freshman I mean? year of high school. Freshman year. I had a I had a boyfriend who was a senior. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of like, well, if I touch you like this, your body might do this thing. And that's called coming. <laughs> wow. And it's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't wrong about it. He that. wasn't wrong. It was a lot of fun. Coming it was is really. Fun. Coming, coming, coming is fun. Oh, man. So it's one of my about favorite freshman, things. freshman, freshman, freshman year, year and then school. Okay. So you fooled around a little bit and then, and then I at sw- 18. And then I swung know. religious for probably junior and senior year. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then 18 kind of came back around to it. Okay. Yeah. So how old are you now? 27. So you're 27 now. So 18 was about nine years ago. So we're talking yeah. about. I've made progress. 2011, 2012, <laughs> 2011, 2012. Yeah, 2011. Wow. <laughs> she said, I've made progress. <laughs> Well, you know what? I like a person that's enlightened. A long way. <laughs> it's like, I have. I, I know that. I've come a long way. Virginia Slims, baby, you come a long way. Come a long way. I love that. So, we talked a little bit about this. So, you grew up in a religious house, uh, and that necessarily didn't define you, but it shaped you in a certain way. Uh, you, you fooled around a little bit in high school. You yeah. lose your virginity at eighteen, um, and as we set. Uh, as we said on the onset, so right now you identify as queer. Yes. And poly. Yeah. So when did those ideations, like to you, when did that all start to take shape? Like when did you really discover who Jade is as compared to your 18-year-old self? I, well, so a lot, that's funny because I'm doing a lot of that now, like really intentionally, like separating Mm -hmm. me as a person and an individual from like me as the identities that were kind of handed to me as a younger person. But I came out as queer early 20s. My mom died when I was 19, my freshman year, like very shortly after I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. And so that was all kind of a chaotic time. Mm. And then um, I found a lot of community in, I was very much like, I'm a queer ally. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all like, that's cute. You're not. You just don't know. Sure. Um, and so, like, I was surrounding myself with a queer community. I was surrounding myself with other, like, and I had girl crushes. And sure. I knew that I felt certain things around for certain people. But also, like, when you're when you're raised religious, they kind of present it to you as this thing. When it's presented to you as an option, you understand it as a choice. So, like, I was like, well, that's just everybody has urges and yeah. you just you just ignore them. That's sure. what you do. Yeah. Um and so I like didn't really come out as I am queer until probably like 23, 24. Well, let me ask you this, just for our audience and and for our knowledge, like what does queer mean to you? Um Because in the LGBTIQ uh I guess a plus uh, community. Yeah. See, that's the whole thing is like sometimes I don't know if they still include the plus. I guess is it LGBTQIA yeah, yeah. plus. So in that community, what's the Q to you? Um, what I is queer? Because I think some people are like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but some no. people are like hazy on just that, that one letter. They are. Right? And it's also like kind of a controversial term <clears throat> because it used to, if you're like, if you're an older gay person, then that used to be considered a slur. A slur. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but for me, it just kind of fit because I like. Now I'm my partner that I'm like going to marry is mm-hmm. a man yep. and maybe the only man I'm really attracted to now. Like sure. I'm just really not, I don't, I just, it's just organically attracted to. So for me it just, but I don't like, 
I don't really feel like I fit into bisexual because I that can be a little like binary. Like people see that as like men sure. and women. Yeah. And I don't really fit into the lesbian community. And queer for me was just kind or of pan, like. Or pan, I guess. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. And pan is fine. I think queer for me just felt like sort of like I am my. It, it felt like the most unboxed box. I, th- I, th- I think well, no, I think you described it fairly well uh, from from what my knowledge is because it's like there is so much terminology these days. So yeah. it's like so you have pan, which is like the catch-all. It's like kind of like right. well, I'm I'll fuck anything, you yeah. know, it's like, or I'm attracted to anything or whatever <laughs> it may be. Right. And then you have bisexual, which I do believe is very binary. Yeah, yeah. And then you have of co- I'm gay, which of course people look at at one way. So queer is just like you know what. I'm just fucking queer is a lot easier I don't, than I, like man. bi lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, queer is just like you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of all I'm all over the place. Yeah, or it's like you know what? I identify with certain aspects, but not this aspect or whatever else. So I, it's just it's an interesting term to me, just because it is that very broad. Right. Because I think a lot of people, especially cis people, I mean, I'm I'm cis, so yeah. it's like a lot of of us when we see like queer, I mean, not in a not in a bad way at all. You're just like, what does that mean? Right. To as it pertains to this person. Right. Because I I think it does have it's one of those terms that does have like an individual meeting for a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Like she just described. It's kind of it's you. It's what. Yeah. It's the first one that felt right. Like I heard that word and I was just like it was like putting on like a jacket that fit good. Like it was just like, oh, yeah. No, that's what I am. I'm queer. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had a relationship with a woman? Not a not a like serious romantic relationship. I've sure. had like sexual relationships mm-hmm. and I've dated women and we've got we've like explored it, but I've never gotten kind of sort of past my own thresholds of like not knowing how to function in that sure, space. Really, sure, sure. I'd like to. It's kind of a goal now. Like it's sort of a fixation where I'm like I'm trying to like make space for that. Sure. Well, I mean that ties directly into so you identify as poly. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and with your partner now. Yeah. Um, is this your first poly relationship? Or have this you been is, in poly relationships before? I have had failed poly try. Like I've dipped into poly relationships. Sure. I've tried to date people. I tried to date people who were poly when I still identified as monogamous. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just went on dates with anyone I met who was poly because yeah. I wanted to explore it sure. more. And then um, I met my partner now. Mm-hmm. And it just, everything just kind of fit right. And that was when I was like, okay, not only do I want to do this, but I want to do it right. And I started to learn about ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I am now. Ooh. Yeah. I'd love I, to hear about that. Yeah. I've uh, Polly is such a, uh, Polly's another thing that people always have questions about, I'm sure. Yeah. When they find out you're Polly, they always want to ask some kind of question. And I used to make a joke about it. And you know, it, it might be a very broad generalization, but it's still funny. Is basically every Polly relationship is a woman going, I want to see other people. I think we should be Polly. And the guy goes, please don't leave me. <laughs> please don't leave me. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> is it see other people? I don't care. It's fine. Just please don't leave me. I can't be alone. <laughs> Which is a very broad generalization, but it's funny because my first exposure to Polly was normally that situation was a man who was yeah. married. The one, and then it was like, man, my marriage isn't going very well. And then the next thing is like, <laughs> my wife said we could stay together if she could see other people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then it's like, well, are you seeing anybody? He's like, I've seen no one. My wife has had multiple sexual partners. <laughs> that kind of thing, which is again, is that is the last gasp 
in a relationship of the woman clearly is like, I'm over yeah. this. I want to move on. But for some reason, I can't separate from you. And the guy's like, just fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> Until yeah. finally it comes to that point where it's like, uh, you know, I can't do this anymore. Then I've seen the poly relationships where it's basically the the dominant couple mm-hmm. bringing in others. Right. And then either the dominant couple is so strong that no other relationship sticks. Yeah. Or the dominant couple is broken up by a newcomer. And then somebody is very upset. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Because it seems like, and I'm, I'm sure it's not this case, but some poly relationships definitely seem to be based in that. Like if Rain and I were a couple and we we're right. like, you know what, we're very strong, right. but we want to introduce new people into this relationship. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that always seems like, you know what, this is, yes, good. And yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, I don't like that bitch. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that motherfucker, <laughs> whoever, whoever it is. So I'm it's like, sick of you. Seems, I'm going to hang out yeah, with then, Chad. Then it seems to be like there's the rub. So I'm not, uh, of course, there are multitudes of healthy polyamorous relationships. Yeah. It's just the whole thing, again, when we get into it, we've talked about it so much on this podcast, it's like the media connotation mm-hmm. and then what people think, preconceived notions and things like that. So it's like, how did you come to the realization that you were, that you could be, for lack of a better term, non-monogamous, even though you're still trying to maintain that theory of monogamy with a partner? Does that make sense? Yeah, no. So the first person that I kind of like dipped into Polly Amory <laughs> with... um I didn't know at the time, but they identified with polyamory like as an orientation, sure. the same way that some people would identify with gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very against it. And yeah. not knowing they were poly, when I first met them, we had mutual friends who were poly, and I was like, I don't know how they do that. Yeah. I could never do that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, and we were like, we fell really, really, really in love. And so neither of us were really being honest. They were like, well, maybe I could try monogamy and I was like well maybe I could try polyamory and so we just kind of settled on monogamish yeah uh, <laughs> oh my god put that on that. a t-shirt and <laughs> it did <laughs> not go well <laughs> at how could it all it I had no <laughs> basis of understanding that's the worst idea I've ever heard monogamy. what a great saying for a t-shirt but what a terrible plan it was it was really really <laughs> it was we just like we 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 broke each other's hearts like absolutely and we kind of had this moment at the end of it where, like, I had really up- upset them and hurt them because the way I was reacting to things. And when I stepped away from it, I was like, okay, well, I know I definitely loved that person. Yeah. And I also don't think I was very good at loving them. Like, I don't think I did sure. a good job at it. Yeah. And so I started, I was like, well, okay, now that I'm outside of it, now that it's not about them, wh- why am I monogamous? Why do I feel that way? Mm-hmm. And um, I, like, started to look into it more and, like, kind of, learned that polyamory can be really great if you're somebody who has a lot of trauma and you're like someone who has like pt like complex ptsd like Mm -hmm. i do um and like started to learn about like attachment styles and the way that i attach in relationships and i just felt really challenged by the by the dynamic and that made me kind of want to dive in and see if give it a try could do it better yeah so so you said earlier so your partner now you feel like this is the one you want to yeah the long haul yeah we we want to it's it's interesting so we don't we don't do hierarchies so like i don't identify them as my primary partner sure i just identify them as the person that i trust enough to have kids with okay are you involved in a polyamorous relationship right now as in do you have other um so (laughs) so my partner when i met them they have already been in a seven years at the time eight years now eight year long relationship yeah and 
Um, they still still is. Yeah, still, still is, is. still okay. is. And okay. so in the poly community, the word that we use to the word I use to define my partner's partner yeah. is metamor. And so, Whoa. yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, learning, <laughs> I'm, learning, I'm learning shit right now. This so, sounds like Greek mythology because wow, it met- sounds like Manitoba. We Meta- always metamor. say it sounds like uh, like we're the Poly Rangers with our <laughs> mighty, mighty <laughs> metamorphin. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's oh better. Oh, my God. Metamor. Yeah. Metamor. And so okay, okay. my metamor, um, yeah. when I first was going, so I met him in New Orleans. He was traveling for work. Um and I really didn't think I was like, I'm going to go out with the businessman and maybe stay in a hotel. Like yeah. I was definitely looking for a one night stand. He was kind of on this like, I'm in New Orleans and I'm going to go on a date with the burlesque dancer. <laughs> and then we got together and we were like, oh, fuck, you're a whole ass person. And yeah. I like you a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so when I decided that we were going to I was going to come to Huntsville and meet him, we I was like, OK, I'm learning about ethical non-monogamy. I got put in touch with her. And she started dropping metamor, like all the vocabulary on me. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to be in over my head. So I just did a ton of research and I like developed a game plan. And I went in with my game plan so hard that they didn't really realize I hadn't been in a polyamorous <laughs> relationship before. That's awesome. <laughs> they just thought I was like super good were, at it. And so I was prepped. just, I was you like, so I know prepped. a lot of vocabulary words. <laughs> they looked in your purse and there's a book that says polyamory for dummies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I listened to a book on tape or like an audio book, a book on tape, an audio book yeah. about polyamory, like on the eight hour bus ride from New Orleans. Oh, hell yeah. She said, I'll be ready when she I get there. She was fucking ready. I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Um, well, but you know what? I mean, honestly, that I mean, I, I admire that. I like that, that you tried. But yeah. it also speaks to the level of like what you have to be at to try to involve yourself in this kind of thing. I yeah. think it speaks you a lot to mean? her commitment. Like, you well, it is, commitment it is, to something Well, it is sure. commitment. But I, I kind of what we've kind of said in and out of this thread is basically like, this shit ain't for no rookie. No. You know no, what I mean? It's no. like, it, it's more than just like, yo, I got a girlfriend, but I bang other <laughs> chicks on the side, bro. Exactly. And then she's banging other dudes and all's good. It's like, it's, it's, that's, but that's what people think. It's got to be like layers and it's so got to like be personal too. I feel like it's got to be like every, re- every poly relationship has got to be unique probably. Yeah. Of course. It's, they yeah. all are structured really different. And I'm not like, sometimes I'll joke that polys are like the vegans of relationship dynamics and that like, I definitely think there are people who are like this is the elevated way of dating other people oh for sure and i don't believe (laughs) that at all in fact i think most people should not do it because it does take so much work like we do workshops and we read like Booklets oh, together. That is so funny, and actually. You, that, you, it makes the, me not want to do it. You're, no, you're the <laughs> yeah. vegans of pussy and dick. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I'm I, like, we have professional development me, on Tuesdays. I have evolved past that. I'm on another fucking plane. <laughs> and yes. there is that that whole I, I I because in the people that I've dealt with that are poly. I've definitely gotten that vibe before. Yeah. yeah. Been like literally like here's the thing. I'm I, I'm as cookie cutter as it comes mm-hmm. in that um I'm cis. I've been married for almost 16 years. Yeah. Um while I understand the concept of polyamory and I of course no judgment I don't care. It's not for me. I understand that yeah. and that's fine. Uh I've had uh I've had queer experiences mm-hmm. uh and things like that and that's fine because I explored that side of myself. But it's like some of this stuff to me I'm just like 
I feel like a Owen Wilson. I'm like, wow. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? It's like, whoa. It's like, because it's it's not. It's just, it, well, it's 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 just not germane to me. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's and like, I think that so you're learning from the outside, and it, like I'm fascinated. And sometimes people take that as like I'm not a fucking like zoo exhibit. I'm like <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I just I don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're different. So it's like I'm curious, and I'm trying to do that in the most healthy way possible. Right. Well, so you know I, I mean? think that if you're like someone like you who is obviously not closed minded to like with the idea and the nature of what polyamory yeah, I, is, yeah, I'm not. It's just not for me. And I, I you've that. chosen yeah. that it's not yeah. for you. Then yeah. I think monogamy and that concept is like really beautiful because sure. it's like, oh, I understand that I could love multiple people and sure. love, and I still, ch- I, this is the person that I've chosen, yes. and we've yeah. chosen that together. And I think that's really dope. Yeah, and like not really what I I feel like that like like freed me from a lot of stuff to be like no Mm -hmm. no, I don't have to do either way but I really like polyamory I really enjoy it I I think from the outside a lot of people think that polyamory is a means to an end meaning you're gonna do all that until you find the right one yeah oh and most people like my my family like I visited my family over the weekend and my parents kept being like well but we think you really love him and I was like I do (laughs) they're like but more than you're saying I was like no endless Hopelessly, hopelessly. And they're like, do you want us to hire heart. a hitman to kill his other? <laughs> and they, they think that. And it's so you asked earlier if I was yeah. like in a poly. So my partner, he has his his partner who's been with for eight years. He has another girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my metamore, the one that he's been with for eight years, like we've just kind of recently decided that we identify as like being in a partnership. And it's not necessarily okay. a sexual relationship sure. or a romantic relationship. But I'm like, you're not my friend. Yeah. And you're not family either because we fuck each other. Yeah. Far, like. Well, uh, yeah. yeah uh, no, of, of course. Uh, that That's such an interesting dynamic. And so we kind of just like we got uh, we kind of got to this place where we're like, you know, this is open to whatever it can be. But also like we are in a partnership and maybe it yeah. doesn't have to be sexual and romantic for us to still choose to like sleep together, like sleep together just platonically sometimes or to share yeah. a bed together or yeah. to, like do holidays together. And mm-hmm. that's the part that she's part of the dynamic that i consider my family when i'm like thinking about the future um which is like kind of just what being a partner is yeah right yeah i mean kind of what you said it can be non-sexual in yeah in scope and but it's like again from the outside people think oh y'all just all get together oh that's what each other yeah Yeah. those have a big old fuck session it's like (laughs) no and it's like i've talked to poly people who are like i've never met another partner yeah, because don't maybe, ask, don't tell. Well, it's don't ask, don't tell, or like for some reason it's like, oh, well, I have somebody that I like to see whenever I go to Wyoming. Right. <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, I really care about that person, and they're always going to be in my life, but they're just not here, yeah. and we're not going to relocate for whatever reason. And it's like, interesting. But it's like, eventually, I think in this kind of relationship, when you have that, I mean, you're going to have interaction with other partners at some point in some aspect, even if right. you're not seeing them face to face, because I would assume. I mean, you have to do, there has to be some level of planning in that he has to, he's going to spend time mm-hmm. with you. He's going to spend, I'm going to spend time with Jade. So she's like, okay, when are you going to go spend time with Jade? Because yep. I have XYZ on the calendar. <laughs> and then if there's another person, then they have to interact with that. So then all of a sudden it's like, yo, you're, 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 your Microsoft Office game better be on point. That's a, there is a <laughs> very you know I mean? big running joke in the poly community yeah. about the Google calendar. Yeah. And it is yeah, yeah. serious. And my, both of them are terrible at it. And I try to color it 
reorganize it like every couple <laughs> of months. Awesome. <laughs> they won't do it right when they submit things on it. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, sure. we do have a calendar and we run yeah. it. Well, I mean, that, how how could you not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes sense. So it's kind of funny that business analogy is like it's right yeah. there. You know, it really is like. It's uh, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> MLM. It's my, yeah, exactly. After the podcast, she's gonna try to recruit Raina. That's <laughs> y'all sell leggings too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> man, what that's, do I get if yeah. I recruit so many people? <laughs> I just want that pink. Well, I mean, uh, actually, talking about recruiting, that monogamous it, T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's a wild idea because I guess at some point. So, okay, in this day, in 2021, of course, we have all the apps, we have everything right. else. And I'm sure there's some avenues that, that for poly people that can explore that. But and maybe there could be better. But, but uh, the, the, the pitch of like you meet and at fr- you're not just going to throw up on somebody and be like, I'm poly. Right. Like maybe you don't tell them at first, mm-hmm. but then you're going to have to have that conversation if right. things progress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, 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 I would imagine it, it has to be a crapshoot that some people are like, Absolutely not. Right. And some people are like, I'm open to that. And people are like, or I've done that before or whatever it is. But it just ha- it has to be a little bit of a like, I have to tell this person this thing, you know, and, and it's like, and I think it's a, in my mind, it's above and beyond the thing like, you know, it's like when you're when you're having that interaction with somebody, you don't have to tell them you're queer. You don't have to tell right. them you're lesbian because it's inferred based on the relationship that you're having yeah, with this already, person. Yeah. But then all of a sudden when you're like. There's yeah, other a, people. By the way, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> There's other people. Right, or and, boyfriend. And, and in the moment, they have to be okay with that. Right. Or, or learn to yeah. be okay with it, I would say. I went on a date when I was like single and a first date, and then that person ended up becoming monogamous with someone else, and mm-hmm. so it, we didn't go on a second date. And then they called me up maybe six months later and asked me to go on a second date. And I forgot to mention that I was Polly. And so yeah. I was like, yes. And I was really excited because I'd really liked that person. Uh-huh. Um, and then maybe an hour later I was like, Oh shit, wait, I need to update <laughs> to, you to, yeah. on this part of my life. And they were like, no, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I think that a lot of people think like, Oh, you're Polly. So you're probably just fucking all the time, yeah. regardless of the pandemic. And like really because of all the different types of polyamorous relationships that you mentioned earlier, like people who don't ask, don't tell or whatever it is. I actually don't meet many people who I'm like will think will fit into our dynamic or like won't upset the dynamic. So I kind of end up dating way less especially because we do what we call kitchen table polyamory Mm -hmm. which like the idea is that like we're so comfortable with all the people that we are dating that we should all be able to sit down at a table and like share a meal yeah and so maybe i meet another polyamorous person but they're not down with that kind of dynamic yeah which is totally fine but it's just not that complicates things and i'm already in a very complicated situation (laughs) yeah yeah. oh man So, like, that's got to be interesting if, like, you bring somebody home and you're like, they're really great, but then, they you don't know, person A people. is like, I don't like them. They were really well, rude to me. Does I, that, has that happened? We, I have, I, there are, like, partners that I don't get along with as well. Like, right. my partner has, like, that I'm not as, like, because I'm obviously, I'm in a partnership with one of my metas. I have metas that, like, we're fine. 
Right. Yeah. But we don't necessarily, my communication style, between being polyamorous, a trauma nerd, and a stand-up comic, I'm like, all right, guys, let's talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot that makes a lot of people very anxious. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean you want to have? I'm like, we should sit down and have a discussion. Right. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's an inevitability, I think, right. in that if you're going to, if you are in a polyamorous relationship, that's possible. You don't enjoy the other the, that partner's company, yeah. or you you don't jive. But the thing is, technically, if you're in if you the romantic relationship is with another, and you don't you can limit your interaction with that person. Right. Technically, if you both love the same person, then and that's, you know what that's I mean. The Th- thing. Then, then then you're like whatever, and then <laughs> yeah. But your relationship was with A, and they're B, and you're like meh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Right. You don't really have to have much interaction with them, I guess. Until I guess until you're sitting down at the kitchen table, or, and even then, I would suppose because you both love the other person, you're like, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> we just kind of get to a point where yeah. it's like, well, we can if and if I don't have to like anybody that my partner's dating as long as I don't feel like they're disrupting like the set of values that we have. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, and that's like fine. Like I don't need to be friends with everyone that they date because yeah. we don't have the same taste. threshold for that or taste for that, which thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about, I mean, there's so many cooks in the kitchen. So right, there's yeah. a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So, oh man. And it just like in poly, like, is there, what's the word? I mean, like I used the word dominant earlier. It's like, is there normally like a linchpin? Is there somebody who's like the axis, linchpin. like the, 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 that everyone's orbiting around? So for instance, with you, your 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 partner is yeah. a man, is a man. Yeah. So uh, and uh, your metamorph is a woman. Yeah. And he has other female partners. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just like so. I, I here's the thing. Like to me in that scenario, I mean, uh, and I could be incorrect, but it sounds mm-hmm. like so he's the common denominator. I think it depends on what angle you're looking at it. Yeah. From. It's, because exactly. if you were looking yeah, at yeah. my metamorph, like. My metamor has multiple other partners so and the, is queer. So and now it's like a family tree. It's, it's like a, we call it a polycule. Yeah, it is a yeah, web of, yeah, exactly. of dynamics so like, and wow. relationships and yeah. pods, polycules. I love polycule. that. <laughs> like a molecule. There's, man, there is, we're learning a lot. A lot of words, vocabulary. <laughs> this is. This is our first super educational episode, really. The other two are great, but this is very educational. I'm learning so a much. polycule. <laughs> I, we still need t-shirts to say monogamation. <laughs> that is And polycule, that's amazing but yeah it's like oh wow that is very fa- it's fascinating <laughs> i'm mean, fascinated really, yeah. i really am i'm fascinated um because I, f- I do believe like uh even though i am in a monogamous relationship and I-, I love my wife to death like i truly believe like you can love other people but oh, yeah. and th- th- that love can take several uh, forms yeah like it doesn't have to be sexual love right. it could, mm-hmm. you know it's there's so many other things but it's like when you're in a monogamous relationship it's like some of those are buzzwords where it's like no you can't love anybody else mm-hmm. like you you love me right. and it's like i do and I, I give everything to you but it's like the love i feel for uh, over here it might be completely different right so i could imagine in some poly scenarios i mean there has to be like maybe non-romantic or non-sexual yeah. aspects. That's what I love about it so much. Like, especially as someone who came out so late and is like just starting to get comfortable with my queerness as a concept. Like I have a lot of friendships, especially with women that maybe they're not romantic. Maybe they're a little more than friendships, 
but they're very intimate and yeah. they wouldn't be considered okay in a monogamous relationship well, you because said a buzzword. of the cloneness. You, cloneness. Said, you said a buzzword, intimacy. The intimacy, Is yeah. Is being intimate with somebody and uh, like the word intimate doesn't just relate to rubbing your private parts. No, <laughs> it's, it's so it's much like, more. Yeah. It's so much more to it. So, it's so yeah. and so's upset and I have to drive over there because yeah. they're upset and like being like... I like that I don't, I like that all of my friendships, all my relationships feel like they're allowed to become organically whatever they would be. Sure. And that I'm not having to like go, this is too intimate. Like I need to cap this because it will upset this other person or Mm -hmm. because my love is like a limited resource and I can't spread my intimacy too thin. Um, And so it's been really nice because I kind of. Now, as much as I love sex and as kinky as I am, I do identify more as demisexual. Like, I really do need a really strong emotional connection to be comfortable. And so I have a lot of very romantic friendships. Sure. And it's it's nice you. to just have the freedom to have those friendships and not have to explain anything or to even be able to talk to my partner about it like this is confusing i don't know and you know and who knows you better than your partner and who knows how you function in love better than your partner and so like i have this support network to kind of dive into those relationships and it's made me feel a lot more like i joke about being a bi lesbian or like really only liking women but really it's like sort of been the support of my partner and the understanding of my love for my partner has let me feel more comfortable actually diving in on my queer identity and like having yeah. space for my queer identity. Okay. Wow. That's really, that is really, yeah, that's very interesting. It is. It's very it's, deep too. Yeah. Like I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah. you're absolutely right. Well, I, I, you are right. And the and demisexual it's, uh, thing yeah. is super relatable. But it's like, just, yeah. it's, it's very, I, I guess it's, it's nice to hear it from somebody who's, in the middle of it, it's healthy and they have a healthy relationship to it. And it's, it's genuine. Like to, to, yeah, to, to see that because, like I said earlier, a lot of this stuff can be misconstrued. Yeah. And so it's like, it, yeah, it's nice to hear the positivity that I think, you feel about it. I think that I thought being sex positive meant that I just had to be like, go time for every <laughs> experience. I fuck and like I had crazy. A, yeah, and I had a lot of really bad, uncomfortable <laughs> sexual experiences because I was like, I can't say no. I'm like a cool slut. <laughs> no, I'm like. We're, that's another T-shirt. I'm a cool slut. <laughs> Please do. Oh my god. So, so let, let's let's jump off of that real quick. And let's. So uh, uh, we we've talked about some of the concepts that that you mentioned to me. Let's talk about kinky. Okay. So, what does kinky mean to Jade? What it what it what is kinky? I just think anything outside of the norm and like mm-hmm. sort of um, an openness to ex- exploration. Uh-huh. Like I really enjoy sort of certain B- BDSM dynamics. I like Dom or sub? Sub. Switchy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a switch that leans towards a sub. Yeah. Um, I live in New Orleans. Like I... I've seen some shit there. <laughs> I, look, I've seen a woman put a sword in her pussy. Like, oh my god! That, but you know what? Look at my face. Not surprised. <laughs> oh my god! Not surprised. Yeah, you just, at I've all. I've never been to New Orleans. Yeah, I went to a BDSM. didn't even I, raise I, an I, eyebrow. No, I went to a BDSM club in New Orleans. Uh, one of the Colette's? first. Uh, I've been to Colette's. Yeah. Uh, this was after. It was a place called the Dungeon. Oh uh, yeah. This was a long time ago, and I we did not know it was a BDSM club, and. My Surprise. eyes were open. <laughs> it was like, wow. I've like, been I outside d- of a BDSM yeah. club once. I did not know that was happening. Uh, it was it was definitely a very eye-opening experience because, it. W- I mean, it was like, 
it was kind of like well, I mean what you imagine almost in a movie. Yeah. It was like some of them I can I understand can probably be understated and a little bit more sophisticated, but it's like if there's like nine inch nail remixes and zipper masks, oh. it's like you know what I mean. It was like it was <laughs> intense, and plus it was like it, the whole thing was very androgynous. It wasn't. It was men on men, women on women, yeah. women yeah. on men. Uh, you know everything. It was like wow. It was like there was you know what I mean. It was like I I liked it. In a in a way because like I'd never been in a place that had no inhibitions before like I zero love that, yeah. so it was like even though I d- I was like I'll kill you if you touch me I was I wasn't in that headspace of like I don't want to participate but it's yeah. like just seeing I was like again I was Owen Wilson I was like wow wow <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow it was just so I'm talking like I'm in shorts mm. and a fucking polo shirt like what the fuck bro <laughs> even though i'm like you get yours though <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> it's just so like oh my god but uh the the whole concept i i think there's something especially with the dom sub dynamic and like you said being a switch and yeah. things like that it's like i'm not gonna lie i mean sometimes i like to be dominated and sometimes yeah. i want to dominate and it's you know what i mean i mean yeah. and i think with everybody that can literally extend from like i just want to drive when we have sex right or I want to be driven right. all the way to that BDSM extreme where yeah. you're like, put a fucking ball gag in and leash me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whatever that may be. So it's like, I don't care who you are, even if you're like, I don't think that bullshit. It's like, but you kind of do in a little way. You know what I mean? Because you're not labeling it in your mind. You don't realize right. what it is. But right. it's like, yeah, sometimes you just want to be fucking yeah. ruled. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes you just want somebody. That's the whole thing. It's like, it's the, it's the stereotype with women. They're like, I want a man that's going to take me. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you want to be, you want to be submissive, and every once in a while, you want to be the boss. Right. Yeah. You want to be the boss, right? And you want him to lay down, shut the fuck up, you know, tie his hands or whatever. And it's like you're playing in all those dynamics, but a lot of people would never be like, oh, I had a dominant or a submissive right. experience. They're right. just be like, nah, you know, that's not what it was. So yeah. it's like I think there's still in 2021, there's still those hangups that people. They don't like to call things what they really are. Mm-hmm. They want to say what makes them feel good. They want to say what lets them sleep at night without disrupting yeah. <laughs> their idea of their sexuality or what other people think of them. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, no, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, sure. it's, it's a wild dynamic. So um, are, do you have any specific kinks? Do you have anything that you're just like, it's my jam? feel like i'm exploring a lot of stuff. like okay this so you're kind of finding what yeah you're like yeah. it might just be that we're like family planning but i'm like really into like like i'm like yeah talk about getting me pregnant yeah i'm like man. really yeah. about it i'm like like really into like b- like weird like breeding yeah. stuff right sure, now sure okay. sure 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 the cow print shit i'm like i just want to be a slutty cow. <laughs> it's like a new realm for me completely. Like now, dominant submissive feels vanilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like I like group I like group dynamics. Depending, like if I kind of like am prepped going, like if I know sure. the people and I feel comfortable, and I like I like that kind of stuff. Um, so you you've you've been with multiple partners. Yeah, I so I I went to my first sex party at. 1920 mm. um and it was like i didn't even i mean i i like kind of i think i like suck somebody's dick and like some group sex like i didn't mm-hmm. really get too involved yeah but i remember being allowed to be naked yeah and like 
which now I'm like, oh, I'm an exhibitionist. That's <laughs> what it is. Like, that's yeah. why you love burlesque yeah, and yeah, and yeah. stand up, honestly. Obviously. Just emotional yeah. <laughs> exhibitionism. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, there was so much for like, I was just like, oh, I can just be naked and nobody cares. Like, no one yeah. gives a shit. And it's somebody who like has like a lot of body issues and sure. a lot of like history, that kind of stuff. It was just really cool to be in this space where like, just let it no loose. judgment. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I I I knew there was a like threshold. Like I knew there was an expectation of safety and like consideration for everyone. So I felt really safe, but I also felt like I could just kind of move in that space very freely. I could just exist. Like, yeah. And that that's what I really like about yeah. the kink community. Sure. Um, Raina, have you ever had multiple partners? Have you ever been in a threesome or any, I have. anything else? Yeah, I've been yeah. in uh, the male, male, female, and the female, female, male, however oh, you want to do yeah. it. The yeah. devil's threesome. The devil's threesome, yeah. <laughs> the two men. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. The, yeah. the two That's men the dream. I is have not. Really? Yeah, oh, I'm in. Trying to get Chinese finger cuffed over <laughs> <up> here. <laughs> I mean, so. <laughs> I, I don't like <laughs> anal. I feel like if I liked anal, then it would be the ultimate thing. Mm. But it's like I'm also one of those people that, like, when you're having sex and, like, like I don't care for the 69 position. I cannot sure. concentrate yeah. on sucking a dick or eating We've another had, pussy while mine is, yeah, <laughs> while mine is being this. eaten. So it's sure. like I can't. Com- so, 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 so involving all that is like. If I'm getting fucked and also sucking a dick, I'm not yeah. getting anything out of yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, your, 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 your brain is all over exactly, the place. Exactly. Because I, didn't, I, I also didn't have an intimate connection with either one of those people. Sure. Yeah. So I think I've told you before that like I've reached climax while getting another per like another guy off yeah. without touching myself, but there yeah. was that super intimate connection. I had yeah. no connection with these people. Yeah. It was just like a check off my bucket list. And I, it was like, man, yeah. I prefer the girl, the female, female, I, male. I, yeah, I have not. <laughs> I love hearing about people having um, orgasms that aren't like penetrative or like aren't contact. Because yeah. like I have like a, a weird spot on my back. Like just a mm. spot on my back, and my like my partner and I's first date, like they were like, "Hey, I noticed that you really react to that spot, and maybe if I touched it a lot, do you think we like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think you would?" And I did, That's and it awesome. was this really like cool, intense, like really intimate experience, and it was like, "Oh shit!" Like. <laughs> Sex is a wonder world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your you, body okay. really is this a wonderland. Disneyland. <laughs> I think that is not solely a female thing, but yeah. if men could come by any other way. It would be the Q-tip in the ear, wouldn't it? Are you, uh, no, I'm not oh. talking about how. I'm talking <laughs> about the destruction of Western society. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, if I could come with my brain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying like you can't get elevated, but I'm talking like I'm, I'm sure some men can, but all the way, what a dangerous, dangerous yeah. thing! <laughs> what a, if somebody ever figures that out, lock it in a safe. <laughs> Don't tell anyone ever, because we'll be like, there'll be no more babies. <laughs> there will not be babies. You should be at your desk at work, just like. Can you I mean, think about it this way? Here's the thing: if men could do that. If men could do that, it's not going to eliminate the ladies because it's still like right. you want to be with somebody else. But can you imagine being in a bar, Raina, <laughs> and a man approaches you and is like, hey, like, I saw you across the bar. You're very attractive. I would like to buy you a drink. 
possibly go out sometime? And you're like, no, thank you. And then the guy just looked at you and went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, I don't, I fucking don't come with your brain around me. That's disgusting. <laughs> do you realize how many times on a daily basis women would be like, don't do that shit don't around do that. me? Don't do that. be a whole different Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Don't do that shit around me. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those that I've never been like, you know, like some people, they like turn people down kind of in a rude way and I've never been that person. If yeah. a, if a person has been brave enough to approach me in real life, I you, you ne- give them respect. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be like, yeah. uh-huh. you know, no, yeah, never sure. do that. Of I don't course, care if you're course. really, I don't care if it's a hunchback in Notre Dame. I'd be like, yeah. I'm super fucking flattered. Yeah. Thank you. And if men so, could come uh, with their minds, so they if a man came up to me and he was like, do you want to go out sometime? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, then I'd be like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you're telling me right now that if a guy's like a jerked off about your lifestyle, you're like, oh, thank you. So that is so sweet. I, I am ho- you're honored. Like, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I do not. What agree. did you have? <laughs> what did you have me do? <laughs> please, please tell me in detail. Me. Oh my god! If, if they haven't seen me naked, what do you yeah. think my body looks like? Yeah. <laughs> Who's, whose body are you putting my oh face man, on? That's funny. Yeah. Now back to the threesome thing. I have not. I've turned down three in my life. Because I was in monogamous relationships, and honestly, my partner now, my lovely wife, would know if it's like not, not in her orbit. I'm 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 okay with it. Uh, But I've always like kind of what you guys described, like the dynamic of it is. I can imagine it's like so much because I also think like traditionally for a man, they want the the male female female. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the you know the old joke is like, oh man, I have enough trouble with one. No, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like with a man, it's like that thing is you go into inside instant, especially in the scenario of like it's a one night stand or it's yeah. a it's a it's a it, it just happened organically really fast. I think it's another thing if like if you and your partner have another person you bring in and you mm-hmm. have a dynamic. But it's like if not, then the man's like, all right, I've watched a lot of porn. This is my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is my time to shine. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, all, all the girls are just making out and you're like, ugh. Fuck! <laughs> All right, you guys talk amongst yourself. I need five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it just see it's so it's because I mean obviously like when that's happening there is it's the it's the overstimulation everything yeah. is super stimulated uh, you know everything so it's like yeah the whole dynamic to me is just like oh, what a lot of work. <laughs> I dipped out on my first threesome. Yeah, and made them breakfast. <laughs> I was like, I, well, cause I was, I like went out with a guy from Tinder or whatever, OkCupid, whatever it was online. And we like met and they kept talking about like their roommate, Chris. Oh, I want you to meet Chris. I want you to meet Chris, my roommate, Chris. Um, and then I met Chris who was Crystal um, and did not know they were like a couple and it just really got unicorn hunted and I just was clueless to it. Oh, Which is yeah. so unfair. I didn't really realize yeah. it was happening until like clothes had started to come off and I kind of went with it for a minute. And You're I was like, oh like, man. Yeah, I was like, ah, <laughs> I thought, and I just kind of, I was like, hey, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. And they were like, well, we're like almost done. And I was yeah. like. Cool, and I just kind of like roll barrel rolled out of bed, and I went and made the <laughs> breakfast because I didn't know what else to do. I was like, "Well, they're in my apartment, and I don't want to be rude." Oh my so, god, that's awesome! Maybe that I wouldn't hilarious. say anything if a man mind came around me. <laughs> <laughs> 
coming in 2022, mine come. <laughs> <laughs> I really do hope that never gets invented. It would be <laughs> a terrible day for our society. They'd have to invent new underwear. Dude, that shit's happening in Japan right now. <laughs> you buy a pill out of a vending machine and you just come at your desk all day long. Uh, uh. Uh, so, man, this has been very informative. <laughs> There is, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's great. I, I, no shit, I learned a lot. I did, like, I, I learned, learned a, lot. a ton. Um, so let's kind of wrap this up with uh, with kind of a message from Jade. Like, first off, if you could go back right now and tell your younger self, that 18 year old you, like, what, what information would you like to pass on to 18 year old jade that you've learned now that you think could could help you navigate back then what would you what would you tell or what would you tell a young person now like what what what, what's your what's jade's advice um probably that like that the sex that i had and that like wanting to have sex is not shameful in fact Mm -hmm. it's so unshameful and it will be so amazing that you should like do it with people who make you feel really safe and feel really yeah. comfortable around yeah. it. Yeah. Now that you need to like wait for this right person or cuz I've kind of let go of this idea like I don't think I don't really buy into the idea of like virginity sure. really anymore but just that like don't lead with shame when it comes to sexual experiences and don't yeah. lead with obligation like really lead with a sense of self and a sense of authenticity mm-hmm. and if you don't know what that means yet like it's fine to explore it just make sure you know that like like it's okay to say no it's okay yeah. to have boundaries sure yeah that's okay. um okay that's like as far as sex as far as love that that like love's not a limited resource and that yeah. doesn't mean that you have to share it with anyone at all. <laughs> but it also means you can share it with as many people as you want. It's yeah. really, it's your resource. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good okay. point. Well, I mean, honestly, after talking to you, it just sounds like you're kind of in a really good place. It seems like you yeah. kind of discovered, you know, I, I, I don't want to say the journey's never over, but it, it definitely seems like, you you know, you've you've lived, you've learned, and, and you've come out the other side. And at least you're in a very positive place right now, which I think is uh, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool place uh, yeah. to be. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a great. nice place to be. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. Jade, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, honestly, I think you know there's layers we didn't get to. I'd love to have you back on sometime. I had I would, so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Honestly, what would be awesome at some point? I would love to hear from you and your partner together. Okay, yeah, that would be really rad. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you so much for joining us on Going All the Way. Uh, how can people find you? Uh, like, um, uh, yeah, where, where can they where can they look up Jade? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's sweet king cake baby angel oh my god that's the most new orleans <laughs> shit i've ever heard you're like how new orleans can i make these fucking profiles because <laughs> so i am baby so many buzzwords oh my god i love it so yeah it's sweet king cake baby angel awesome well yeah definitely uh give jay to follow and uh at some point when all this is over she'll be uh out there doing stand-up come yeah. see a show she's very funny Yes, uh, thank you. But, Jay, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Uh, Raina, do you have any final words? Uh, Jade, if you wrote a book, I would read it. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think it's really – I just think Jade's fucking cool. Like, yeah. a lot of people and, like, what's going to fit you I is not going to you picked fit. up another one, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you sell three T-shirts <laughs> – <laughs> oh my god you get one titty touch all right <laughs> uh, all right guys thank you so much for joining us uh today 
ongoing all the way. Uh, thank you again, Jade. Thank you, Raina. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, you can, guys, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, and here very soon, we're going to send up an email address where you can send in questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, stay tuned for more content coming very soon. Uh, yeah, that's it. Goodbye from Scott. Raina, say goodbye. Goodbye. All right, Jade, thank you one more time. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. All right.